What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Practice the Podcast, where we fuse research and culture to help you develop the mindset, habits, and skills you need in order to live out your purpose with confidence. I'm your host, Coach Reese, and I'm pumped. I'm like, I'm really excited for this episode because I've been wanting to talk about this in like a longer form for so long. And when I tell you that the notes that I have for this episode are like, I, I might just turn this into a book. I don't know. Uh, but all that to say is I'm super excited because we're talking about friendship, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. We're talking about relationship management. We're talking about social capital. We're talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z and just the power of friendship today. Like all of it. I'm super excited. Just know that I geeked out over putting this episode together um, because this is something that means a lot to me. As a human being, I value friendship and community and growth. And I'm bringing in a lot of culture to help us make sure that we get um, we get all that we need, but also research behind why community and friendship is so important. So strap up, get your shoes laced, do what you got to do because it's time to practice, y'all. Let's get it. Yo, so our quote today comes from a song and it's called Friends. How many of us have them? Friends, one we can depend on. So I know it's like a longer quote, but it's from a song uh, from Houdini. But the quote is, friends, how many of us have them? Like that's a serious question right off the jump. Like friends, how many of us have them? And I think too, before I even get into it, it's not even really the like, how many do we have, but do we have quality friendships? Like I'm, I'm jumping in before I go, but anyways, I'm just, I'm going. So that's our quote is like, friends, how many of us have them? Like, I want you to, I want you to ask yourself that question. You're probably like, man, I don't really got that many, or I got a couple, or I don't have none. Like this subject is tough. Like, I'm not about to sit up here and act like I got... 5011 friends because I, I definitely don't um, nor do I desire that um, and I'm not a friend expert I'm not a an expert in this category nor my friendship coach um, I found out like a couple weeks ago they actually have friendship coaches I ran across one on TikTok like if I knew her info I would tell you to go follow her but I don't but I guess just Google friendship coach not Google you can do that but you can also go on TikTok and look for a friendship coach um, that's not who I am right my presence here my position here is to help us develop and understand like a better understanding of why you deserve to have good friends how to be a better friend why we were made for community um, and how you can leverage your capital and your emotional intelligence to do so right like that's where I'm coming from from a research stance and also again culture and weaving in the things that I love from a culture stance to help us really grasp onto this very difficult tough thing to do especially as adults right so our music inspiration for this episode is gonna come from a couple of different spaces, but the main song that we're really breaking down is Friends by The Carters, right? I told y'all I love The Carters. It just is what it is. But this song right here pff, is fire. And I think one of the coldest things that Jay-Z and Beyonce do on this song is like, they're literally banging on us and bragging about how dope their friendships are. The whole album is like a, a subtle brag about how they've grown and elevated in life and I love the fact that they included their like friendships right the fact that they're collaborators the fact that they're pro community and do life with people and they celebrate that like that's a big deal to me I think often we feel as if we're supposed to be doing life alone we should be in isolation we should be like like it's it's me or I only got one friend like that's not like that's not cool we're made for community and so I love the fact that the Carters are like Psh, bump that hell no like we do life with people and he jay-z like lists his people like it's hard nosed relationships they they go just as hard for everything else as they do for the people around them and i think that um i think that's fire so we're gonna dive into this and really see how we can apply some of the principles that they're talking about in this song to our real life to be able to help us develop quality friendships right like how do we get it's not in this song but jay-z says at one point he says, um, there's not, there's less is more, there's plenty of us, right? So it's not always about the quantity of numbers. I think that was real high school-like, right? 
in high school was like, oh yeah, I got a bunch of friends, I'm friends here, I'm friends there, like woo woo woo. But then like as an adult, you're like, number one, that's a lot to manage, okay? Um, but two, like in order for you to really have quality friendships, you gotta go deep. Like you gotta be able to have some intimacy and deepness and you can't really be deep with everybody, right? Like there's sometimes like you run out of capacity to be deep with that many people and not everybody's ready to be as deep as you may require them to be. And that's kind of what I think is the difference between acquaintances and friends, right? Like an acquaintance, we don't go that deep. An acquaintance was just like, oh, okay, we stay on the surface. That's how I, and when you look at the relation, relation spaces model, that's how I like to dis, the, that's how I like to separate or distinguish between a friend and an acquaintance is how deep do we go? How often do we kind of go that deep? And what's the level of intimacy here and the consistency here, right? And so that's what matters. It's less is more. There's plenty of us. Cause if I know I got the right cats rocking with me, I'm good. Okay. Another quote that I want to bring up is I heard this back in um, maybe high school and I didn't care to Google who said it. So I'm just going to say it. Um, but tell me who your five closest friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And I remember hearing that and as I got older, sticking with the same line of quality versus quantity, I was like, nah, tell me who your three closest friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And... I used to ask, and I mean, I still ask people this, would you allow, I used to ask my players this, would you allow one of your friends to go on a job interview for you? Right, this is how you can kind of measure, like would you allow one of your friends to go on a job interview for you? Would you um, allow your friends to kind of speak on your behalf in a serious, you know, kind of situation? Um, the other thing that's pretty cool, and this is a fact, um, I don't have the data, but it's a fact, so just believe me, um, is there's been research that shows you have a similar income of the people closest to you. So again, like it's a lot of stuff isn't happenstance, like the energy you put out, um, you're going to attract back. That's why it's so important to make sure like the circle you rock with is a circle you want to rock with. And if you're an adult, you, you could choose. I mean, even as a kid, it, you have you have more choice, you know, outside of your classmates and such. But you have a choice to choose who you do life with. And it's that important. It comes down to your finances. Like, do you want to have similar finances as the people you do life with? Like, do you have similar goals as the cat you do life with? Like, that's those are things that you want to ask. It's more than just kiki and a haha and party and all the other stuff. Like the people you do life with matters. Right. And again, this isn't about trying to shame anybody or separate anybody or be holier than now or whatever it is. But the more that you are in pursuit of living out your purpose with confidence, the more intentional you need to be with the people you're doing life with. Period. The more you are in pursuit of living out your purposeful confidence, the more intentional you need to be with ensuring you are doing life with the right people. So I ask you again, tell me who your three closest friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And I think back in high school, it's funny, like I used to be like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it matters, right? As an adult, it definitely matters. So shout out to growth, shout out to um, being able to be an adult and have some autonomy, uh, which is another important thing to have in friendships is autonomy, right? Like you don't always just want to be identical twins and have everything alike and all that because that's not that's not healthy and doesn't always produce growth. Obviously, you want to have some common ground, but you want to have autonomy in your friendships and in your relationships because that's healthy because don't get it twisted. You can have codependency and uh, toxic positivity and friendships can be just as toxic um, as we know. But it hurts my heart when I um, when I do work with youth and young adults and they like they're like, mm -mm, I'm cool. Like they don't really do friends. They don't really do other people. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, no, like there there are good people out there that are worthy and want to be your friend. But it's just hard to find out. And it sucks when you're in high school when you're like you feel like everybody is fake. You don't really know who's who. Can't nobody be trusted. So I think what happens is as as we grow in adults, especially women, especially like 
um, I don't know, I'm gonna say black woman, I can only speak from a black woman experience, but like, we, there's a lot of caddish, a backstab, there's a lot of colorism, there's a lot of like all types of different things that like pin us against each other. There's the, there's the only one spot, there's the, all of the things that say like we should be more in competition than we should be in collaboration. And I think that impacts our ability to like really be able to de develop friends. And then there's like pretty pri privilege and there's, um, you know, it comes into play and like trust factor. And we know trust is the biggest thing. And once I've been hurt, I'm not really sure if I want to do this again. And then we close ourselves off to friendship and then it sucks. And now you're doing life in isolation and that's not fun, but I get it because everybody's going to be hurt at some point, right? Everybody's going to go through some form of um, pain, relationship pain and all that. But I would encourage you to open back up your heart um, to friendship because there is, you have the ability um, or I would encourage you to develop the ability to love again, right? Friendship is love after a toxic relationship. The same way I would encourage you to do that and applaud you if you got out of a toxic um, romantic relationship to be able to find a healthy relationship. I would applaud you in that way. So the same I'm going to applaud you like after you've ended toxic relationships, I would encourage you to get the healing you need and then open your, open your heart back up to be able to have healthy, whole, um, intimate, platonic relationships as well. So the research that we're gonna anchor in on today is based off of emotional intelligence and social capital, okay? So the emotional intelligence aspect that we're looking at is the self-awareness um, and relationship management, okay? Those are the first two pillars. The next piece we're looking at is social capital. I haven't talked too much about capital historically just yet, but um, capital or social capital in this instance is essentially your network. Right? Who are the people that you do life with in any span um, that you have access to? Right? So like Beyonce and Jay-Z are in my capital because I can't hit them up and call them. But what's cool is there's like a um, there's this like philosophy kind of unwritten rule out there that says you're like one or two people away from everybody in the world or everybody you want to know. Um, and I'm a couple people away from pretty much almost everybody I want to know, which is pretty dope, right? But still the gap is pretty large on that piece, right? So think of, when you think of social capital, think of the who you know, right? You know that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So your social capital is the who you know, your friends, your family, your network in any way, okay? So we're talking about self-awareness, self-management, and your social, or self-awareness, relationship management, and your social capital. All right, so to kick this off, we're gonna start with talking about acquaintances. Now, this is a word that like, I feel like we don't really like to call people our acquaintances because it seems kind of rude sometimes. Like you wouldn't be like, hi, this is my acquaintance, Stephanie, right? Like you would just say friend and who knows, she may, who knows what the situation may be is, but like more times than not, you're not gonna introduce somebody as an acquaintance because that might seem, you know, I don't, I don't know, rude. But I feel like we have to be able to call a spade a spade, you know what I'm saying? So it just is what it is. Not necessarily in that situation because you want to, you know, prevent embarrassment and that kind of deal. But like, at the same time, like I think that we're calling people who are friends, who people friends who aren't really our friends. And I think that that can be dangerous because when it comes to true friendship, there's expectation. And I think that when there comes to somebody being an acquaintance, like I don't have no expectations for you because we don't we don't really go there. We don't really do life together. We're not really connected like that. And so as we grow and we do life, your acquaintances are people. You know what I'm saying? People who might have used to be friends, maybe even family can be acquaintances. Like there's not really a deep amount of, of reverence and intimacy that happens between y'all. This could even be like a colleagues kind of deal. But I think sometimes we put, we we kind of blur the line sometimes on some cats when, when it comes to uh, acquaintances and friends and friendships and what is expected from one another. But the thing is though, acquaintances are necessary for your social capital. So I'm definitely not saying don't have acquaintances um, and don't connect with other people unless they're friends because acquaintances are necessary for social capital. You never know. Again, it's not about 
what you know is who you know and who knows what you know. And so if your acquaintances know that you have the ability to execute in a specific realm, that could benefit them in some way, shape or form. And they may be able to say your name and speak your name in a certain room or a certain place and put you on, or you may be able to get hire them for something or bring them in for something because you're familiar with them in a way that you know what they do, how they do, you trust them, their character, etc. Um, and to create a mutually beneficial exchange, transactional relationship over something. So it's always good to have acquaintances. It's always good to get to know your acquaintances, but just because y'all work together, don't make you friends. Just because you guys are on the same team, don't make you friends. Just because you're talking business, don't make you friends. That's what I'm trying to say is we're too quick. We are too quick to call somebody a friend and we're not. I was at, I was somewhere recently. Clearly I got excited about that. I was somewhere recently and the chick was like, here, friend, sit here. And I'm like, I don't even know your name. Like, I think I was, at a, I, I don't know where I was, but I was thinking in my head, like, I don't, I don't know your name. Like, and I think I was on an airplane, actually. I get it, stewardess. You trying to make me feel safe, this, that, and the third. But like, we don't, I don't know you. And some people you may be thinking right now, it's not that big of a deal. It's that big of a deal to me. Because if you don't call me my friend, your friend, I got expectations for you. You know what I'm saying? Obviously my expectations for her in that role was way different with her job, but it was her job. That's a transactional relationship. But it could be a corny uh, uh, example, but it really like hit me like, man, like we just be throwing around this F word. Like it ain't nothing. Like it ain't got no weight to it. And it's funny too, cause using this word is almost is a, as a tactic that a lot of social media coaches will teach. Like, you know, greet your audience as if they're your friend. Hey friends, I'm your bestie. Da, 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 like that kind of deal. Um, because it makes you feel connected. It makes you feel like invited. It makes you feel part of the community. And I remember I was like, I'm not about to be like, Hey, for I get maybe, I don't know. It's not, I just, you know, it's just, it could just be me. Anyways, all I'm saying is acquaintances are necessary for your social capital, right? And I think it should be mutual, mutual, depending on whatever the situation is, but you need acquaintances and you need community, right? The other part though is basically the moral of the story is like, just don't be so quick to call everybody your friend. Don't be so quick to call catch a friend. You can, you, you can do whatever you want, but I would advise, right, to be, um, always be friendly, right? Like there's nothing wrong with being, there's everything great about being friendly and being kind and those kind of things. But like, not everybody's your friend. Like just period, like not everybody's your friend, which makes me think about, um, you know, that the saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I don't, that to me reminds me of, um, can't have my cake and eat it too. First of all, as a foodie, if I got some cake, I'm eating it. And if I got a friend there, you best believe they're about to be closer to me than my enemy. That just is what it is. Like, I just, I just don't understand that thought process. And I think it's rooted in hurt. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. What? My friends are close. My enemies are way over there. Like, I need to see, I need to be able to see all y'all here or I don't want to see you at all, right? Like, so I just thoroughly don't understand the thought process between keep your friends close, your enemies closer. I get where like there's no honor among thieves. So all the different quotes, I think all of it makes sense. And I think it all stems from though, hurt, pain, backstabbing, lack of trust, all that. So if my enemies are closer, I can watch you like, what? But if it's me and I got my friends right here, like my friends should also be able to look out for those who are my enemies as well. Right? Like, I think that's really how it should be instead of me being rooted and being defensive and not really knowing who's my friend, who's my enemy. Like that doesn't seem like that breeds peace to me. Like I'm not trying to be doing life and trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Who's rocking with me? Who's not like, that don't seem peaceful and I'm looking for a peace soft life. So I need my friends close, my acquaintances right there. And then my community of fire, my haters somewhere yonder. That's just me though. So to dive in a little bit deeper on this acquaintances before we really transition to friends is the difference between acquaintances and friends is the expectations, the consistency and the intimacy. The difference between acquaintances and friends is expectations, 
consistency and intimacy. My expectations that I have for my friends are different than the expectations I have for my acquaintances. I don't have any expectations for my acquaintances because we're just acquaintances. But my friends, I got expectations for them and they, and they know them more times than not, depending on how intimate and deep that we are, we know them. The consistency, I may see my acquaintances, who knows when, sometimes maybe never, or once in a blue moon or we go to the same events or that kind of thing but it's we don't we don't do any other kind of life together so the consistency means that like I, we're doing some type of life together on a regular basis like not that we have to text every day i'm definitely not saying that i'm just saying that that there's a consistency around with the people that you're doing life with the third one when it comes to intimacy is the deep right? The capacity, the, the deepness, like we go somewhere. Our relationships don't stay on the surface. It's more than just, Hey, hi. it's more than just what I can learn about you on social media. That's really it. Like friends, I know about you because it came from you and not just from your social media. Or I might see something on your social and then I hit you up and I'm able to go deeper with you on it and you, and you trust me right like there's a because there's a relationship built there that we can go further on whatever it is or i know about something before it goes to social like it's just all of that right so the moral of the story right when it comes to acquaintances is these are friends are really people that you do life with and acquaintances are seldom in surface that's a bar period acquaintances are seldom in surface friends you really do life with and we gotta stop being so quick to just call on everybody our friend, cause they're not. The other part about this is like, you will outgrow people. So like somebody may have started out as like, y'all, maybe even besties. Y'all were besties, you were family, and then something happened and then you became just kind of friends, life shifted and then you became acquaintances. And that's okay, cause I think relationships ebb and flow. Like people can start from community and then end up finding themselves in your family. People can start in family and end up finding themselves all the way back in community because that's just it. And so it's okay if people ebb and flow and back and forth between acquaintances and friend um, or further. The other part though, is you will outgrow folks. Like this is, that's probably one of the biggest things. Like it's okay to outgrow people. It's, o it's, it's okay to outgrow. Like if you're seeking and desiring something else in, in life and in your friendships and in a space or you just don't have the space, that's okay. I've been on the receiving end of that and I've been on the, the giving end of that. Um, and honestly, neither one feels good, but it doesn't change the fact that it has to happen. Like you, as you grow, you have to create space for newness. You have to make sure that you are bringing along folks um, that really rock with you. You know what I'm saying? That are really still in alignment with where you're going and who you are in life. And I'm saying that to myself just as much. I'm saying it to you, y'all. This makes me think of two dope examples, right? Like um, Nip, RIP Nip, he goes, circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Circle got, this. it got smaller, everybody can't go. Like everybody is not destined to go with you where you're going, period. Not everybody. That's why it's important to know who your friends are, your acquaintances are, your enemies are, like who's really rocking with you for you versus who's rocking with you for them. That's what you have to figure out. And then you got to go back to saying circle got smaller. Everybody can't go and you got to do a check. And this is why it's really important to be so self-aware and have great relationship management. Because if you're not self-aware, you don't have good relationship management. You're going to fool around and put the wrong people in the wrong places in your, in your heart. And they're wrong. And they're there for the wrong reasons, right? If you're not self-aware, you're going to fool around and put the wrong people in the wrong places and in the wrong position in your life and, and they will, it'll, it just won't work, right? And so the circle got smaller, everybody can't go. The other thing about this is um, I love that Beyonce back in early 2000s uh, was on her Me, Myself and I, right? Like she went from, she was part of um, uh, Destiny's Child to she got solo and then she had the me, myself, and I. That's all I got in the end till I found out. You know what I'm saying? Like me, myself, and I. Now, I don't know if that's how she was really like, but I'm just going based off of the songs, right? And what she was saying to now having a song bragging about her friendships. Like the point that I'm trying to make here is the growth. Like how fire is that? Like we go from me, myself, and I to bragging about my friends. And I think 
for a lot of us, that's where I'm saying that we need to heal and forgive ourselves for staying in some friendships longer than we needed to, for not putting ourselves out there more, or for just feeling like you don't even really know how to make friends. Go find that friendship coach on TikTok and have her help you out. Um, but it's hard and I ain't gonna lie. I get it. As a um, ex-athlete, I'm still an athlete, just looks different. I just mean collegiate athlete. As athletes, like, it's probably really, really hard for us because we would, like, we had instant friends because you they were on your team. So now as an adult, I don't got no teammates in this office, y'all. Like, ain't nobody in here. And so it's so much easier as we get older to isolate ourselves. And um, I think it's a mark and a sign of growth when you have the ability to put yourself out there and grow your social capital, personally and professionally, right? So to close up this segment on acquaintances, I want us to think about two things. Relationship management, our ability to have high relationship management, which is our high, which is our emotional intelligence, it will tell us who is for us. It'll tell us who can I, who can I really do life with at this next level? And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean a, a financial level, personal level, or professional level. It just means more this next level of life, this next season of life. Who can I really do life with? Who can hold me accountable? Who can I trust? Who can I lean on? Who's really going to be there? Like relationship management and self-awareness is going to tell you that thing. Two quotes um, that I think are fire, right? So I'm going to go back to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. But here's two quotes to combat that. Um... Beyonce says this, my friends are goals, your friends are foes. My friends are goals, <laughs> your friends are foes. I just think that's hella funny. Like Beyonce is literally going from just banging on us for her just being Beyonce to banging on us and saying that your friends are foes, your friends are fake. Like that sucks. <laughs> I think that's hilarious that Beyonce is banging on us. I'm going to say us as a unit um, and saying that your friends are fake. Like, don't just listen to the song and be like, oh, that's hard. But like, really be like, are my friends fake? Did Beyonce just call my friends fake? And then look at it. Like, your friends are foes. My friends are goals. And I don't even need to know her friends to know like, she ain't gonna just say that if they're not really goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it's so hard that Beyonce was like, not only is she goals, but her friends are goals. And the dopest part about it is the value and respect that she's putting on them and their relationship. Like that to me is hard. You know, I think that takes humility. That takes high emotional intelligence to be able to say like, my friendships are goals. And then she proceeds with a four minute long song to tell us why her friends are goals. And we're about to go into that in a second. But Jay-Z also says, he said, um, all of y'all are fake close. Damn, that sucks. So here you got Beyonce and Jay-Z telling us that one, their friends are goals, your friends are foes, and Jay's like, like we're real close and you guys are fake close. And that sucks. Like that, that sucks because I can think of mad people in my mind right now who are like fake close. And I know for me and mines, I ain't trying to be fake close. I ain't trying to have no faux friends. So that's what I'm going back to saying like, don't keep your enemies closer than your friends. You don't want to have fake friends. Like nobody wants it, so why are we being it? And I'm gonna say this too. I think our ability to have good friends is dictated based off my ability to be a good friend. So if I don't have any good friends and all I have is fake friends, I must not be a good friend and I must be a fake friend, period. Like I just think that's it. So for Beyonce to say her friends are goals, she had to be a goal to have goal-like friends. For Jay-Z to be like, nah, we mad close, your friends are fake and I can peep it and I be hearing stuff from your friends about you, like, come on, bruh. So the proof is in the pudding here, right? If you don't have the quality of friendships I think that you want, it might really be a, a reflection of you and I'm talking to myself and not just you whoever's listening to this, right? All right, y'all, let's talk about it. We talking about friendship. Your ability to have good and great friends will increase your ability to live out your purpose with confidence. Your ability 
to have good and great friends will increase your ability to live out your purpose with confidence. The reason being is because when you got a crew, when you got cats that you rock with, like, and you can celebrate with them, you can tell them what's going on and all that stuff, like, that is going to, um, it's going to increase your psychological well-being. Right. It's going to increase your hope and your optimism for the future because you're like, one, you know, you're not doing life alone. Right. You know that you're not uh, in isolation and it allows you to be like, yo, the second something dope happens, you, you got somebody to talk to about it. Right. You got somebody who's going to celebrate you. You got somebody who's like uh, excited for your wins. Right. But let's be honest, making friends as an adult is hard. I'm not going to lie. So I went to Afrotech two weeks ago and my main mission was to grow my social, my social capital personally and professionally. I went by myself and I do a lot of stuff by myself. I'm my only child. So a lot of this is like legit active practice for me. And so after one of the main events, I'm like standing there and I'm like, okay, all right, are we going to go talk to any, and I can be, look, I might be animated and everything right now, but like, like I could be, I can be shy. I can be shy. I can play the shy girl. It just, this could be a part of who I am. And so, um, I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, do I want to go talk to somebody or do I just want to go home? What do I want to do? And somebody walked up to me and she was like, you look like you're by yourself. I'm by myself. Hi, my name is. And I was like, and then we, and then we made friends. Right. And so what I'm saying about that moment in particular are just in general is like making friends as an adult is hard. It's not easy because we're busy. We got stuff to do. We got families. Our responsibilities have increased. Like so many reasons. There's so many things, reasons that go into why, like, or it's easy for you to have an excuse and say, I don't have any friends because I don't have time. But like, it's dangerous for you to not have any friends. And we're going to get more into that um, later, but it's really important for you to put yourself out there in events and networking events and try to um, have some courage to be able to introduce yourself to somebody. So shout out to Kelly for introducing herself to me. Um, we are now friends and I truly appreciate your courage in that. But if we're going to talk about friendship, we also have to talk about a couple things though. Like the things that we need, here are the things that I need. And I think it's things that we all need when it comes to friendship. Trust. This, this is a whole episode on its own. So I ain't even going to dive too deep into that, but we know that we need trust. Like there's no relationship without trust. But how do you really build trust though, right? With communication and consistency, okay? Like in order for us to be friends, in order for us to go deep, in order for our intimacy to grow, um, and again, I'm using intimacy intentionally because I believe the difference between acquaintances and community when it comes to friends and any other level is the intimacy at which we do life with. And yes, you can have intimate relationships with people with platonic, with platonic people you do life with, right? Like intimacy isn't just reserved for uh, romantic relationships. Me and the people we do life with, or I do life with, it's intimate. And Beyonce says this in, in French, she says, our souls exposed. It, you, how intimate is that? For her to say our souls are exposed in our friendships, that tells me that there's trust, there's consistency in communication, but trust is only built off of consistency in communication. If I am going to expose my soul to you, I, that takes some trust. And that trust came off the of consistency and it came off of us being able to communicate because my soul is me. And the fact that Beyonce is able to say like, our souls are exposed in this relationship and this is why my friendships are goals because our souls are exposed. So my question to you is, do you have friends that you feel like you're willing and have the ability to, and that's safe enough physically, psychologically, emotionally safe enough for you to be able to expose your soul? Like not everybody does. And that's why I think Beyonce says that her, that her friends are goals because her soul is exposed and it's safe enough for it to be so. So think about that. Do you have friends where it's safe enough for you to expose your soul? Do you have friends that you trust? Do you invest in communication? Do you invest in consistency? Do you invest in trying to figure out how you can get better at all those areas with the people that you already do life with? 
right? It's not, it's always a two way street. It's not up for us to just leave it up to somebody else to figure out how do we get better in these areas, how you develop your relationships and get better. It's, it's a two way street. It's not just for uh, romantic relationships. This should happen pl in platonic relationships as well. I want you to think of like all the shows that we love, right? Like girlfriends, living single, friends, the office, like all of the, even, even Abbott elementary, like all of the dope TV shows that highlight friendship, um, that highlight people in unity and they're feel good shows. They're shows that make us really value community. And I think we love them because it displays, um, what's possible right? Like what's possible if we go deep with people? What's possible when we're consistent with people? What's possible uh, when we bear our souls and are intimate? Like even thinking about the movie Waiting to Exhale and just how like when the women get together, it is just as, ah, it's just, you know, a vibe or again, like girlfriends and all of those um, are insecure. You know what I'm saying? You think about insecure and, um, uh, and Issa and, oh girl, I just spaced Yvonne, but that's not her real name. Um, dang, what's her name? I'm all, I be forgetting names and that's okay. Um, I'm gonna come back to that. What is her name? Issa and, um, Molly, Molly, Molly's her name. Anyways, Issa and Molly and Amanda and just all them. And think about how like the, when they got busier in life and then they got a chance to like hang back out again. It was like, oh my gosh, like we miss this. We have to keep doing this more. Like when you are with people, you just feel better. Like you just feel better because being with people and being in community is, is a dope thing, but it gets harder the older we get and the more responsibilities we have. So I saw a post by the holistic psychologist and she said, few people talk about the impact of growing up in a home with parents who don't have friends. We don't learn how to host people, what friendship looks like and social skills. And I could not double tap, like share that joint enough because this is, this is something that I didn't really see a whole lot. Like my mom didn't have a whole lot of friends. Can't ask her why, I'm not really sure. But like, I didn't grow up really seeing that. I saw it at other people's houses and I enjoyed it. And I saw it like kind of growing up a little bit more in other spaces. Um, and and I see it now also with other people. And I just think the, you know, how to host people, like that's a big deal. I don't know that not everybody has the ability spatially to be able to do so. Uh, but if you do have the space, and you have the ability, like that's something you should do, not only like just for yourself, but also for your kids. So I don't have kids right now, but I had a friend's giving, like ever since I bought my house before I bought it and I built it, I literally would walk through the kitchen area and living room area and would pray that my house would be filled with love and laughter and food and fun and people. And it has been And every single time I'm in my house and I'm in the kitchen and there's a, it's a, a bunch of people around, we got music going and food and laughter I just I'm, I just smile because it's like it's one it's dope because it's people but it's also to my prayer being answered but the other part is um I know how to host and this is something that like as a black mass woman like I don't I didn't see happen too often but I was able to learn from other people who I did life with and was like yo this is dope so now I know how to host I know how to be able to create a space for people to gather and eat over food and drink and be merry and have fun. And I think that that creates priceless moments. The other pieces we don't learn what friendship looks like. Like that's that's a really big deal is to be like the same way representation matters in any aspect. It matters just as much in this part. Like how many of us can say we saw our parents operate in great healthy relationships, not even just romantic again, like platonic healthy relationships, not even our parents, but maybe our cousins, our big brothers or whoever the people we did life with. Can we really say that we've seen good friendships modeled? Not really. I, I mean, I don't know. I seen, I sort of kind of actually my grandma, shout out to my grandma. She had a best friend, shout out to Miss Conley, uh, for over 50 some years. Like it just was for over 50 some years and it was a beautiful thing to see. And so shout out to my grandma for that. Um, and shout out to my aunt Carolyn, who was my grandma, grandma's friend for again, over 50 some years. So I did see that model in a, in a, in a different way, but like cats closer to my age, I haven't really, you know, it's, it's tough. And I think that when we can model it for other people that we do life with, or we see it again, modeled in shows like this, 
yes, it's kind of fantasy-like, but I think it gives us the ability to be able to at least see that friendship is possible, even after after conflict. Friendship, our healthy friendships is possible with multiple people. Um, and not just having one friend or one um, best friend, like in high school, it's like, oh, you can only have one best friend, like bump that. You can have multiple best friends because you shouldn't be relying on one person to provide, you know, all of your needs in any capacity, right? And the other thing is social skills, right? Like social skills is huge, especially, right, they talk about in this generation where kids um, lack the ability to really be able to communicate. So social skills, social capital. It goes hand in hand and also really goes hand in hand with um, emotional intelligence and self-awareness and relationship management, right? So when we can model this for our kids, our, our little brothers and sisters, whoever it is, and you can model what it's like to be a good friend and to have good friends, this can change their life. It can change who they choose to do life with even at school because they've seen you model it out. And we're not talking about it being a perfect model because that's a part of it as well. Go ahead and mess up and communicate about it because that's life and it allows your, whoever it is that's learning from you to be able um, to know that it's okay to make mistakes and how to grow and to manage conflict. That's, that's the relationship management piece. That's the social awareness. So do your best to surround yourself with people so that way you can grow in your emotional intelligence because you can't just have it just within yourself, right? You have to be able to interact with other people. And you can't grow your social capital without other people. You can't grow your social awareness, yourself, your relationship management without other people. Bottom line is we need people. Now, here are a couple reasons that I think that we need people. Accountability, iron sharpens iron. And the accountability doesn't even need to be on some grand scheme of things, but for some people it is, right? It might be something that's really, really big that you allow your friends to hold you accountable for. It might be something super small. Girl, I'm not trying to spend no money this week. Keep me accountable. Boom, I wanna make sure that I'm faithful. Boom, I wanna make sure that, you know, I really show up and go work out. I wanna make sure that I'm not eating out. Like whatever it is, who do you go to? You go to your friends to help keep you accountable. Iron sharpens iron. Like, that, like it just is what it is. You can't take no iron and try to sharpen no wood because the iron's gonna cut the wood. But I need to know that the people I'm asking to hold me accountable have the ability to, and they're also holding themselves accountable in a certain way as well. One thing that Beyonce says is, I ain't making no moves yet without telling all my friends. Like, that to me is fire. Because when I was starting my real estate journey, like when I was looking at properties, there were certain people that I had to run the information by that I chose as my personal, um, my personal people to say, you know what, like I'm not going to make any big decisions, financial decisions, unless I run it across these certain people. And then now where I'm at in life, the second I get these opportunities, I got a couple casts and I hit up like, yo, right? Like here's this. And those should be the first people that know and find out about everything so they can celebrate you they can hold you accountable they can lift you up they can make sure you follow through like all of those dope things so again beyonce said i ain't making no moves without telling my friends like i think that that matters communication matters accountability matters right the next piece is the collaboration like being able to rock out with friends um increases your ability to collaborate uh, one of my friends is um fire at so many different things but because she does a lot of things i do a lot of things it opens up the door for us to be able to collaborate on different things so that's again that social capital it allows them to be able to say yo i got this whatever and they can put your name in spaces so again not always what you know but who you know knows what you know the next piece is huge having people in your life is so vital because it helps you grow in your ability to manage conflict so just because you got friends, just because y'all tight, just because you good does not mean that there's not going to be no conflict the same way there will be in wherever you put. Hell, you just put me together. There's going to be some internal conflict. It don't even take one other person being in space with me for there to be conflict. Um, it really just boils down to do you know how to manage the conflict? That's the whole piece. So without the self-awareness and the self-management and the relationship management, you're not going to be able to manage the conflict without healthy uh, relationship or uh, healthy communication skills. You're not going to be able to manage the conflict that appears. And if you can't manage conflict with your friends, how are you going to be able to manage conflict with anybody else, with a coworker, with a teammate, with a family member, like in all these other spaces? And so I think 
Friendships is the perfect breeding ground for us to be able to learn how to manage conflict. But if we are committed and we're intimate and we're ch both choose to be humble and accountable, it's going to allow us to say, all right, cool. And if something happens, I know that I can fill this gap with trust versus suspicion. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, Jay-Z said, when we fall out, we make amends. Like when we fall out, we make amends. So what does that mean to me? That means if there's a gap, I'm going to fill the gap with trust versus suspicion. So that way I can say, you know what? I trust this person. So let me go have this conversation. And if we fall out and we're beefing, it's going to happen because we're human. We're going to make amends because that's my friend. And this is who I'm doing life with. And that takes humility and self-awareness to be able to assess yourself and say, what was my role in this? How do I now approach my friend and say, okay, boom, here's the situation. Let's talk through it so that we can make sure that we hold on to um, this friendship, which is priceless. The other part is the celebration. There's nobody better to celebrate with than your friends. Like, Come on, it's not lonely at the top. Wherever your top is, it shouldn't be lonely at the top because your friends should be with you, period. It should not be lonely at whatever your top is because your friends are with you. And celebrating with your friends is, is a priceless experience. I was listening to a, um, a, a, an interview with Kelly this week and the person that asked her like, basically how could she be second fiddle or it might be hard for her to be in Beyonce's light. And she was like, no, I'm a star too. I'm just as bright too, like what you mean? And, and there's no, this goes back to the iron sharpens iron. Kelly doesn't see herself as less than because it was Beyonce Kelly. She sees, look, I'm a star, I'm this, I'm bright. Like, and my sister doesn't ask me to dim my light. You know what I'm saying? Like I could pull up and be me and be just as dope, but I'm not no less dope because Beyonce is dope. And so they get to celebrate each other and they have the friendship relationship that they have because of the bond, because of how um, they do life together, because they do intimate life. And because Kelly can fully celebrate herself and fully ce celebrate Beyonce without it being a sense of dissension. And so when we go back to Beyonce, Beyonce said, there's no pride involved. Listen to the clues, y'all. There's no pride involved. So if we're in friendship and I got something that happens and I'm coming to you and I'm telling you a win and you looking at me funny, are you like, you know what I'm saying? You, you not really knowing how to handle my win. That's telling me everything I need to know about you, right? That goes back to where Jay's like, y'all are fake close. You know what I'm saying? That goes where Beyonce's like, there's no pride involved. There's no pride here. There's no ego here. And that's the only way, it's the only way two people can shine multiple people can shine and not feel like me shining is dimming your light and i think that's where a lot of us have a hard time with friendships is you're just choosing to have friendships with the wrong people right like you a very clear sign is if you get a dub and the person you're doing life with ain't like if that's not their reaction they're not pumped boom cool you just told me everything i need to know about you right and we no longer need to move any forward and so Take this key from Beyonce. There's no pride involved in these intimate goal having friendships. The last piece here is communication. Communication is what's gonna make all of these aspects happen, right? For our souls to be bared, for there to be no pride involved, for us to celebrate and be accountable and all of that is Bay said, Bay, B said, um, they know all my business. My friends are goals and they know all my business. Again, that goes back to, I don't make any moves without telling them that's the communication piece too, but it's also, they know all my business. So that means she's bearing her soul to people and trusting them. They might have some NDA sign, who knows, but they know all my business. And a lot of us are like, I'm not trying to have no friends. I'm trying to buy no business. Like, do you really got like, then why is your business? So, you know what I mean? Like, and you like that's the situation you got to work out with you but if Beyonce can have friends and tell them all of her business I think you can have friends too and tell them your business because you might need to get some accountability you might need to get a whole lot of other things figured out but that's the whole point y'all that's the whole point of bearing our soul and having accountability and doing life with people who aren't going to judge us and shame us and make us feel less than for whatever the case may be is and people who can tell us about ourselves and vice versa but not to diminish or put anybody down or to dim anybody's light and so take it from beyonce 
Man, if you are still listening and you're still tapped in right now, like I need you to throw something in wherever you're listening to this at, in the comments, leave a review, like, subscribe, like all of that because um, I told you at the beginning, I'm passionate about this subject and I still got some more thoughts that I wanna throw out to you. So please continue to bear with me. So here's my thought on this, right? I wanna talk real quick about the danger of isolation. Isolation is a form of punishment, y'all. Isolation is a form of punishment. That's how dangerous it is. Think about cats like who go to jail and something happens, they get in a fight or whatever. Where do they put them? In the hole to isolate them from the rest of everybody else, to separate them from the rest of everybody else. That tells me that being by yourself is a form of punishment. And so this is why having friends and community is so stinking important. This is why having a village and people you rock with and friends that are goals and friends that are not foes is because isolation is a form of punishment. Think about the people who, while they were in, you know, in the pandemic and had to do it alone and how isolating it felt. That's because we are wired for community. We are wired for intimate relationship. We are wired to know and to be known. Right. When Beyonce talks about bearing her soul to folks, we are wired to bear our soul to other people. We are wired to do intimate relationship, not just romantically, but platonically. And so when you prevent yourself from being able to grow in this area um, and remain hurt and remain callous and remain pissed, it does you a disservice. The disservice happens to you because isolation is a form of punishment, not a form of celebration. This is exactly why Beyonce went from me, myself, and I to my friends or goals. She's not by herself no more, right? Like obviously she had to grow and heal and all these other different things. Who knows what was going on in her life? But you have to do, you owe yourself the exact same growth. You don't gotta be Beyonce to have friends that are goals. I know a couple different friends groups right now that I'm just like, man, you guys are hella dope, super dope. And, and because they like, they, they show what it means to do life together as a unit. And again, I think that's why we love those shows is because it showcases life as a community because we ultimately deep down inside, we have a, a hole in us that's like, can only be filled with other people in some way. And this is why I think social media is amazing. Yes, everything has its downside. So does pizza, so does food, so does, you know, whatever. Like you eat too much, your stomach's gonna hurt. Too much social media, yeah, it's gonna make you not be able to connect. But the power of social media allows us to connect with people in ways that we've never been able to before, right? And so I think it's a powerful tool because it increases community, it increases our social capital. But the danger of isolation simply boils down to we were made for community, period. Whatever your community is, whatever your community looks like, and if you're not even sure, then again, get more self-aware so you can figure that out. So you can get to the root and say, okay, how do I build a community around me that fully supports me, who I am in this season of life? Because it is vital to do so. Now, I think that um, there are seasons that require you to probably be a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved. So that way you can really focus on getting things right. You can shift, you can grow, you can heal. You can do all the different things, but you still need at least one friend, maybe two. You know what I'm saying? To bounce ideas off of, to talk to, to test your growth, to test your, you know, all of that. And so I am for the seasons of quietness. I'm for the seasons of, of step back. I'm for the seasons of isolated growth, but I still think there needs to be at least one friend who it, you know that that is there for you. You can check on them, they can check on you and you can continue to grow holistically, all right? One of the most clutch reasons why we need people, why we were wired for a community is because friends are there in a time of need, period. Beyonce said, your stress, my stress. Your stress is my stress. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how deep we're doing life. Your stress is my stress. Friends are there in a time of need. My heart breaks for people who are going through anything and don't have nobody there. Like, when 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 Lauren London, you know, lost Nip or Vanessa Bryant lost Kobe and, and Gianna, um, or like Nia Long just went through this stuff or just local people that I know who are losing, losing loved ones and really going through it. I'm like, yo, I hope that they have people around them to really just hold them. I just hope they have people around to hold them. 
And the reason why this is so important, um, B dropped another bar and she said, pull me up, never let me down, never let me drown, never let me hit the ground. Beyonce said, my friends, never let me down, never let me drown, never let me hit the ground. That's why her friends are goals and your friends are foes. Because if you're going through it, then is not the time to figure out like, and you know what I'm saying? Like it should be, it should be like the second something happens, yo, you know what I'm saying? Cats in your village are activated. So the way that I like to break this down is like, the way we see community, community is the cats who are sending love and prayers. Like that's all we can do for the majority of us when, you know, for Lauren and Vanessa and that kind of thing, like we're sending, we're sending love and prayers on, on a comet. That's it. Cause we're just community from afar. Acquaintances, might be able to send a text and a phone call. Is there acquaintances in some way they have access, that kind of deal, text and a phone call, boom, boom, boom. But friends, show up. Family, show up. They're right there. So think about it in your life, right? If you're trying to figure out like who fits in my community, who are my acquaintances, and who are like my friends and family that like, like are never gonna let me hit the ground, never gonna let me drown, never gonna let me down. Who are those cats that when you're going through it, like your stress is their stress. Your stress is your stress. And you probably like, I don't need no more stress. I hear you, but that's not what we're saying here, right? What we're saying is again, iron sharpens iron. We're carrying this load together because when you win, I win, I win, you win. And if you're going through, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. And if right now we just got to just be, we're going to figure out how to just be, okay? Another example is, um, is friends, they, they, they show up and they follow up. They show up and they follow up. A lot of people will say, you know, when somebody dies, cats will come to the, um, the funeral. And once they're done, it's like, it's whatever. Cause it's not really their life. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the death may not have really impacted them, but friends follow up. They don't just show up. They follow up. They're consistent, right? It goes back to the top. And so we need friends for in times of need because no one should hurt alone. I should be able to carry your burden and you should be able to carry mine, but for a season, right? I still got to carry my own, but in the midst of it, I just got to be able to show up as a friend and you got to be able to show up as a friend. And we may not always have the capacity. And this is why I think, you know, it's better to have a quality set of friends versus a quantity because you can't show up for everybody. You don't have the time for everything and everybody. And Jay-Z said this at one point where he was like, I had to show up for a boy. I didn't have the time, but I had to do it, right? And you do that because that's your friend. You make sacrifices for your friends the same way you do for you in, in a platonic relationship, the same way you would in a romantic relationship. And so being able to show up to follow up um, and be there for people in a time of need is clutch and it's gonna be your friends, all right? People will say, you know who's really rocking with you when you're down, facts. When you're up and when you're down, right? And so um, one thing that I think, <laughs> an example that I have of this is I was watching the Santa Claus this week, um, Santa Claus 3. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, Tim Allen, Santa Claus, it's pretty good series. You should check it out. But he ended up being played. This is a whole friends closer than your enemy scenario. Okay, check this out. So the Santa Claus ended up being played by Jack Frost. Jack Frost uh, pretended to be a friend, but he was really a foe. They was fake close. He was, you know, friends close, enemies closer, right? His friends was there, but he was like, let me keep my enemy closer. And he played him right? Like Jack Frost played Santa. He messed up the whole shebang. Toys was all over. The cocoa machine broke. Like he froze his uh, niece's parents. Like it just went mayhem, right? And Santa was freaking out. And so in the midst of this though, Santa doesn't even recognize what's going on because um, Jack Frost is just moving throughout the crowd, moving through the rest of his friends. Nobody really, nobody knew it was him. And I'm thinking stuff is frozen. How do you not know? Anyways, that's besides the point. Still, friends close, enemies closer. I'm not with it. What was dope though, is that at the end of all of it, they figured out who it was. They were able to get rid of him. And all of his legendary friends showed up. So they have this crew of people who's the legendary figures. You got 
the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, uh, Cupid, Santa, Father Time, the Sleeper, and then Mother Nature, who's a black woman. So shout out to that. They all, they're called the legendary figures. And those are his friends. They all show up and it's like, Santa, I got you. And they showed up and they went and they were making toys and they were fixing things and putting stuff back together, checking the list twice. Like he had a legendary friend group that showed up, followed up and got it done and was able to save Christmas. Now, to me, I think that's just a fire example of being able to see like you can't get it all done by yourself and you need a legendary friend group to help you in times of need because you will make mistakes when it comes to having people around you. You will make mistakes when it comes to maybe not following up or not being consistent, not being deep or intimate. You will have some fake friends. You will lose trust. You will all the above. You will drop the ball on your own. You will think that you can just do it all by yourself and stuff just because life happens. But if you can create a legendary friend group prior ahead of time, they're going to be able to show up to you in times of need. They're going to be able to show up for you in times of need and without even asking. And that right there, I think is one of the most beautiful things about humanity is that people have the ability to show up for you and be there with you. And I just love that the Santa Claus, um, was created, was able to create that scenario. So going back to, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, uh, Beyonce was like, I'm blessed. You blessed. So not only did she say your stress, my stress, she said, I'm blessed, you blessed. And that's the point of it. It's mutual. It's not just a transactional relationship like we do in life. So I'm blessed, you blessed, you stress, I'm stressed. We gonna vibe through this thing because that's life. And we were made to do life with people, y'all. And to tie it back around again, Jay-Z said, when Ty mama died, I was there. When my nephew died, he was there. So it's like, bruh, like this is how we do it. I got some people that I can name that when my mom died, they was there and, 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 and a couple of them are still here. And, and that's what matters. Like you don't forget that kind of stuff. So the moral of this story is that in order for you, I think to have good friends, you need to be a good friend. And the reason being is because the energy that you pour into you, the love that you pour into you is going to permeate through you on and out to other people. And if you are not cognizant about the energy that you put in pour into you, what kind of friend you are to yourself, it's going to impact how you are to others. And if you want to grow and have a Beyonce-like goals friend legendary group, then you have to first be that to yourself. All right, y'all, Woo! let's get down to these five key takeaways um, to making and being a good friend. Number one, always start with self-awareness, never shape shift, be you, be you to the T. Authenticity is always key. Authenticity is always your superpower. So be you. If you feel like you got a shape shift, like we talked about last week, like we're not out here eating spinach like Popeye just for you to like me. I'm not out here, you know, drinking some cool juice just for you to try to rock on me. We're not doing that. Okay. Be you and you will attract You'll attract it. You will naturally attract, organically attract the friends that you are supposed to have, people you're supposed to do life with. Number two, it's three. Number two, leverage social media. Don't just slide into somebody's DMs to get at them. Ew, excuse me. Slide into somebody's DMs to make a friend. I've done this. I got I got friends, whether it was started from business or just like, yo, you look mad cool. Can we connect? And, I, and it's happened. So like allow yourself to be vulnerable and get out there and grow your social capital personal and professionally by sliding into somebody's DMs and trying to make a friend. Number three, invest in your current village. Invest in the people that are around you, especially going into this next season of life so you can really see like who's really rocking with you, who's not, right? Like really invest because when you invest, you'll see what your internal investment looks like. If you don't get the ROI that you thought you was gonna get, psh, th then you're good, right? Then you know, I don't even gotta rock with this no more. I can step away. Um, or we no longer have to do life. And you can go from being a friend to being an acquaintance. And I think that that is something that's really important for you to do because as you grow on your self-awareness, you're gonna also get more aware of your nervous system and your energy and how certain people make you feel. So invest in the friendships that you have right now so you can see where are we? Okay, this does, this doesn't work. We're not really in alignment anymore. Like that season is past. Like you gotta know and you're not gonna know without. Four, 
With these friendships, as you are investing, you gotta figure out how y'all communicate best. I have a, I have a brother um, and one of our best communications is via um, voice message. It's voice message, but it's also like, bruh, just so you know, I can't sit here all day and get right back to these joints, but voice messaging is one of the best things that invented because that works for me and some of my friends. I have other friends where it's like, we know when we can communicate, how we communicate, and if it takes four or five days or a week to get back, there's no trip involved because we understand that bosses are busy, but we also care and value our relationship at the same time. So communicate and say, what form of communication works best for you. What's our communication style that allows us to stay engaged? Some might just be simply sending TikToks back and forth. Cool. I know you're live. I know what made you laugh this week. I know your thought was that. That might be it. But you got to know and get on the same page. Number five, I'm going to encourage you to make a list of your friends. I told y'all last week I got a list of everybody and where they fit in my life. And I'm going to encourage you to make a list of your friends because it's important to know. It's important for you to know like, okay, who am I gonna invest in? Who can I call on? Who can I like, what does that even look like? Are we even still as cool as what we used to be? When's the last time I talked to her? Like, it might be time to just do some cleaning or some checking up. It might be time to do some apologizing. Have you kind of fell off? Did you kind of isolate? What did you do? What was your role in the situation? So make a list of your friends so that way you can know who you need to check in on, especially during the holidays, because the holidays are not always fun for everybody. Um, and who you might need to connect with, who you might just need a phone call with, 30 minute lunch, some coffee or something because we were made to do life with people, people. All right, y'all, this has been an engaging practice. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed myself and I could have gone on longer and longer, uh, but I'm gonna stop and we're gonna close this practice out. And I just have a couple things to say, um, again, that come from our mentors, our inspiration uh, for this episode and Jay-Z goes on, I'm really encouraged you to go listen to this song, but there's a part where Jay-Z talks about um, the importance of his relationship with his wife, but then also with his best friend and talks about how like, if you don't understand that, we ain't meant to be friends. And I think it's important because there's a standard there. Have a standard for the people that you are willing to do life with. Have a standard. Like, do you have a standard or is it just like anybody, then you're mad that you don't got no good friends because you never had a standard in the first place. If you don't understand this, we're not meant to be friends, period. Again, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me, right? The other thing is Beyonce said it and I'm just like, this is why. This is why her friends are goals. They pray for me. They see better days for me. They want better days for me. They pray for me. They see better things for me and they want better days for me. So not only is her stress, their stress and their stress, her stress. Not only are you blessed, I'm blessed, but they pray for me. I bear my soul with them. Like we, we laugh and we cry together. Like we do life together. And I just really want y'all, I think everybody deserves to have that. At, 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 at some point in time in life, everybody deserves to cultivate, cultivate great relationships because we were born for community and you deserve to be in a village in, a, in an intimate relationships where you can just be like Ella Mae said naked. Like Beyonce said, you know, soul. You got, you, you see my soul. That is what it is because we're doing life together and we're made for life. So all that to say is check on your friends. Check on your strong friend. We'll talk about that stigma later. Um, but check on your friends. Check on your friendships, right? Friends, how many of us have them? And remember, you are worthy of having good friendships. So this is episode seven. We talk about friendships. Invest in your emotional intelligence. Invest in your friendships. Invest in your social capital because you're worthy of having it. I'm your host, Coach Reese. Until next time, peace.